3: You're very welcome to Tuesday afternoon's late lunch on LMFM radio. Let's get straight to business today. Business is the word we're starting with on the show because business has had a torrid time these last few years when you throw everything into the mix. But when you're in business and you've come through all that, and then you get a phone call that you never want to get, that potentially your business is going to burn down. Well, that's what happened to my first guest in the last 48 hours or so. He's the MD of Anglo Printers, Porik Cairns. You're very welcome to the show. Thanks, Jerry.
4: Thank you for joining me. That call that call you got that call yeah it was actually an alarm activation on my phone on Sunday evening I was washing the dishes after Sunday dinner and uh, I got an activation uh, on the app to say that uh, there was a security alarm uh, from the factory and uh, I sat down had a look I was about to reset and I said I better check the cameras just to make sure that there's nobody trying to break in or there's no issue in terms of uh, anyone around the place and uh, to my absolute horror uh, when I pressed the button to view the camera all I could see was flames uh, licking up the side of the building and uh, just you just go into autopilot I just said shouted to my wife Jean fire in the factory and she just Started the car and I hung up and then rang the fire brigade uh, to get them to go there. There was a bit of confusion because I was in Meath and there, you know, the, the location's in Louth, and uh, so they um, spoke to me on the phone for some time and reassured me that there were already units on the way there. that two of our neighbours uh, had called in uh, already to, to notify them of the fu- of the fire, and um, they got there well before I did Um, and uh, I have to tell you Jerry it was it was it's the shock initially that you just and you go into autopilot you don't even know what you're doing Uh, but the thought then is you know in 35 years of your working life and and your family uh, life gone gone up in smoke and uh, and then you you know you're thinking about all the people who work there with 50 plus people and their families and they've mortgages and commitments and everything else so I was very fearful because obviously it's a it's a printing factory and there's there's a lot of paper we uh, have to have and those uh, you know flammable items and it's uh, it's a, it was a real um, you know flash moment where you just go you know where are, where are we going with this and how, how can we how will we come back but uh, the fire brigade I I have to um, say they were absolutely outstanding there were two units from Drogheda and one unit from Delier Dunlier And uh, those guys were brave beyond belief, uh, comforting, um, focused on the task that they had. Uh, They were quick witted in that they uh, called uh, one of the chaps on on one of the the ladders, called uh, a guy he knew who works in the factory to get the access code to get in. And they literally built a wall of water on on one side of the building to prevent it going into our paper store um, and only for those guys being so quick witted and, you know, absolutely focused on their jobs. They're heroes to me and to everybody that works uh, with us. And um, I can't thank them enough because w- without them, it was it was, you know, we'd, we'd still be looking at probably a fire in, in two weeks time uh, that would be smoldering for a long, long time. Mm. And uh, as you said, it's it's very difficult in business at the moment, my focus uh, has been for the last number of weeks, uh, number of months. Uh, energy, 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 and uh, post-COVID world. We've come through that, as you say, and it was very much of a mind of how how we're going to get through this winter. <coughs> our costs are gone from, for example, in August, in twenty twenty one, our bill was ten grand a month, and uh, it's twenty five grand this year, uh, so it's two and a half times. And the forecast is that it may go to three and a half, four, five times come December or January when you're actually using more energy. Uh, Like August is not a month Mm. for using a lot of energy because it's bright and and all those things. But now my focus has completely changed because of the actions uh, of a few mindless people. And that's what I want to get onto because, you know, I
3: was going to say you're firefighting in the business and then literally firefighting at the weekend to save the business from the flames. This was... uh, a despicable act by some people to actually burn you out of
4: business. Yep, yeah, uh, we've had uh, we've had a lot of issues in the last uh, number of months in in Mel with um, antisocial behaviour, uh, not uncommon in most towns and cities in Ireland, Jerry. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, there's an element of no fear among a certain age group, and uh, you know we we have witnessed. I think, you know, deterioration in terms of uh, the upholding of the law and and respect for the law and respect for people's property. Um, We've had an ongoing battle and we do every year at this time because it's bonfire season. Uh, and a lot of businesses, this will resonate with them because literally every weekend you're under siege with people breaking into your yard or into your premises to get pallets or to get bins uh, to bring them to the fire locations wherever they are in the area.
3: And is this what was happening around your premises yes. at the weekend? Yes. They came in to get stuff to fuel a bonfire for yes. Halloween.
4: Yeah, and we've had it for about four weeks ago. Uh, We had a similar situation, and my nephew Jared came across them uh, with um, large uh, mobile bins that we use internally. They had uh, accessed them, they'd filled them with pallets and anything that would burn, and they were mobilizing them up through Mel to 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 where their location mm. was. and just to
3: tell people it's Drawhade it's Mellon, Drahada, there are a lot of businesses along this road it's out uh, if you're heading in the Cullen Slane direction towards the Oliver Plunkett's pitch we're talking about that area uh, on the north side of Drahada. um but look Park this is what puzzles me they they take this stuff which they're not supposed to do anyway it, yeah. it's it, they shouldn't be and this is breaking and entering and stealing but they came back obviously did they and and set a fire
4: yeah and we have CCTV uh, and the, the Gardaí are investigating and they're well on and making serious progress at the moment so uh, that's good. Uh, they came back uh, under the cover of darkness. They attempted to set one fire uh, on the public side of our building uh, with some paper that they So had. this was deliberate? Oh, absolutely. They, 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 they knew
3: what they were up to, absolutely. what they
4: wanted to do. Yeah, and then the first uh, attempt didn't work uh, and then uh, a number of them gathered at at the inside location, under they placed the fire underneath a our waste bin, a general waste bin, a big black eleven 1, hundred liter bin, and uh, set the fire. Uh, put more onto the fire. Um, the fire caught hold of the bin, and they stepped back and they watched the fire, and then they watched it engulf the building, and when it and then when it licked up the side of the building, they left.
3: What age? You mentioned of an age. In, in without I know this is being investigated, but put an age on these. Th- these are uh, boys? Both sexes. And girls? Yeah, under 18. This is what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Do you believe the cameras will pick up... You, you only probably need to identify one of these. Yeah. And hopefully that will happen, yeah. which should then lead you yeah. to, to the others. Parik, what's wrong? What's wrong in society? Well...
4: well I- yeah, I was, you know, I have to say, first of all, that uh, this is not a problem that's, you know, unique to any particular area. Yeah. We've been in Mel for 35 years. Mel in Drogheda is a great location yes. with fantastic people. We have brilliant neighbours who alerted the fire service on both sides of the river, both R- Riverbank and in Mel. Uh, so that's that's the first thing mm. I want to say, and I thank them sincerely. Yeah, and the
3: majority of people are law-abiding People are going about their daily lives, trying to earn a crust, rear their families, live in peace. Yeah,
4: I just think that there's a fearlessness, uh, that there is no fear of the of the law as such. And I think, uh, you know, that there's probably so much talk around respecting individuals' rights. And, you know, the law is geared in such a way that it, it, it protects uh, the attacker uh, more so than it does the victim. And that's what we're seeing in society. And we're also seeing, you know, Gardie's hands are tied in a lot of situations. I referred to a month ago when they came, you know, Jared Ger- came across them the initially he called the Gardie, the Gardie came and they were fearless with the Gardie. Like they just they had no, no, they weren't. They didn't actually see or comprehend that, that there was anything wrong with what they were doing or, or have any fear of being arrested or, or, or taken away or anything like that, you know, so. I, I don't know what, what um, you asked ask me what's what's wrong here. I mean, it, it's not all, you know, it, it, there are some great people out there. The upside of this is we were determined to be open yesterday. Which you were? Which we were. 7 a.m., all our staff arrived. That section of the building, as I say, I was hoping we could go in and give it a, a lick. We had a team of contractors there to, to do that. We had a team of contractors to clean up the outside with uh, diggers and everything else to take away the rubbish. <clears throat> But um, when the assessors came on site, they said uh, absolutely no way. It was, it was essentially the east side of the building is destroyed. So we're looking at, you know, early early indications would be that uh, it could be six or seven figure damage.
3: My oh my!
4: Yeah, that's just. Incredible. And I'm sure this is resonating with
3: people listening to us today in business in different towns and villages across the northeast and beyond. If you've anything to say, I always love to hear from you. Oh eight six eighteen hundred six five eight by WhatsApp or text 50 plus jobs, families, livelihoods, everything on the line could have been just wiped out like that and then you have to make a call if something like that happens what the future holds thank god you don't have to do that but you are are
4: you are you working are you you are, working. We, are, you are. we are we have re- relocated uh the offices uh we had our estimating department our production department we've relocated them elsewhere in the building okay we have had toilets mobile toilets delivered to the site this afternoon we have to get them hooked up to the mains and electric supply, we have uh, contractors on site disconnecting all the electric supply, all the cabling, data cabling, all the electrical on that side of the building which was going to one distribution board has all melted So the whole building is full of carbon, uh, which is released into into all elements of it. So it's not, we're going to have to strip the building right back to, and then evaluate how how the steel is and whether that's damaged. Mm. There's damage to the roof, as I said, as well. So that's going to have to come off at some stage in the future.
3: And of course, you have regular contracts you have to meet each week on a weekly basis, monthly basis. And we will. Uh, And that's great to hear. And that determination is there. And you are, I have to say, I've seen and we know of the brilliant work you do with authors and books and everything that's produced. They're first class. They always are. And your work is just impeccable. And to think that you were that close to all this coming, coming to an end coming back to, to the point please God the CCTV will reveal and, and action can be taken but that lack of respect when you and I were growing up if a guard came near your house or your name was mentioned you know what I'm talking about yeah, your absolutely. father and my father and all the likes yeah.
4: you would not do it the respect for the uniform and the law was there it's gone gone and we've seen that I think in, in Dublin recently uh, with the car situation when the guardy turned up and they were rammed the, a- yes. the absolute lawlessness yes. that exists and uh so i mean we have to reevaluate as a society where the Guardi are positioned uh in in you know the, the, it's all well and good having a system that supports uh people through these situations but what people is it actually supporting it's supporting the perpetrators rather than the victims and it's it's certainly not allowing people to see the Gardaí as they should be seen, which is the, you need to be fearful of of the law and you need to be fearful of what that brings in terms of the consequences, of the consequences for your actions. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I've had people say to me, oh, the people who did this, you know, maybe they're from a, a dysfunctional background or and maybe they are, I don't know. Uh, but that doesn't give you carte blanche to do whatever you want to do no. in terms of another person's property. And it's not even that it's you know it's, it's for me it was the consequence of 50 plus people's lives I mean because if we had been wiped out there's no way you pick that up off the floor you don't make a 30,000 square foot facility with machinery that costs 5 or 6 million overnight uh, that st- sort of stuff takes uh, you know years and years to put together mm. and that's how long it's taken us and the irony of all this is we've probably had our busiest year uh, ever uh, struggles many of them non-stop you know but I uh, know I was supposed to do four interviews yesterday for four new employees. I couldn't do them yesterday because of the actions of 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 the few. And uh, you know, that's. I think people need to take on board where you know and where are your kids at nighttime? Where what are they doing? Uh, you know, the the people involved in this certainly came home smelling of smoke in a very serious manner. Yes. And it would have been rather obvious that they weren't up to any good. Um, so. I, I I'm just so grateful uh, in in one way um, that I to the fire brigade, uh, to the Fire Brigade, Dun Fire Brigade. The guys and, and I just want to tell you this brief story. One of the one of the ladders, one of the shifts that came on had was actually their first time back on service. They had lost one of their members only recently, and uh, they were just they were impeccable. Another the commander on on the job, he had already that day visited a road traffic accident at the Valley Inn and uh, the individual that lost his life was a personal friend of his. Yes. So this is the kind of, th- these guys, when you think about, you know, what's the way we're going in this country where we're elevating the political class and they're getting paid rises at the moment uh, and and you're looking at the service that's Delivered by ordinary people on the ground in our mm. local communities, and we're very much community-based business. I try to employ people from the local area. The first thing I will always do when I look at CV is where are they from? Mm-hmm. Sorry, but I do, mm. uh, and because I like to, if people are living local to you, you yes. know, they're, they're more likely to stay with you because they're, they, you know, and that's what you're, and you're yeah, trying to feed into sport in yes, the local community, and that's
3: the ethos of most businesses. Park. just before we finish up, I'm getting plenty of comedy. I'll just read this one because it caught my attention. I feel so sorry uh, for. Uh, Porrick he is so right youths today don't care last night in in an estate in Kells a group of burning mattresses they have no fear as they left the estate the fire engine and officers came along trying to put it out they just crowded round them laughing at them unbelievable sad no morals no respect for anything anymore says a listener and I think that sums it up look as we finish today I, I just want to say something as Porrick says there I say here here where are your children what are they up to it's your responsibility if they're in your house and they come back smelling a smoke, or you s- suspect anything, we gotta start at home and then carry it on from there. Porak, I have to leave it there for today. Thank Can you I so much for dropping in.
4: Quickly, to, to, yes, to the fire brigade, you saved you saved fifty jobs. Uh, you saved our business, uh, to my family, my friends, and uh, all my staff. Amazing, turned in, put the shoulder to the wheel and we'll keep doing what we're doing, and we we'll keep turning out the goods. That's Thanks the spirit.
3: Parra Cairns, MD of Anglo Printers. Thank you for joining me on the show. Thanks, Jerry.
5: It's you they add up to I'm in love with you And all your little things
3: Yes, One Direction and Little Things on your late lunch this afternoon. Lovely, lovely song. Now, I have this ticket to give away today. It's worth fifty euro, but it can win you a John Deere tractor, or a hundred thousand in cash, or the ownership of a Gavin Cromwell-trained racehorse for a season. Screen GFC. It's the big fundraiser. The draw is this weekend, Saturday the eighth. You can get a ticket, fifty quid from screengfc.ie all the information is there screengfc.ie I have a ticket that could bring you the biggest prize and it's every day this week here's the question if you owned a racehorse what name would you give to the horse and perhaps why Louise and I are picking a name for our horse each day so Mrs your horse name please for Tuesday Pinocchio (laughs)
6: because he'll always win by a nose (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: I love it. You're just too clever for me. When you hear my name, you're going to go, oh, no. Anyway, I'm going to call my flip today. Go, go, Gooners. (laughs) <laughs> because Arsenal are top of the league so my horse today is Go Go Gooners Yeah
6: but they might make a pass the final line Well
3: I know, I know that but please just give us a little a little few days or weeks in the sun because it's not going to last, I know that What's your horse name please today 086 1800 658 If you were to own a horse what name would you give it Let us be having you send us your names as soon as you can and if you want to say why we'd love it too Thanks for all of your comments Uh, Following on from my conversation with Poor Cairns, whose business Anglo Printers was very lucky to survive an arson attack. I'll come back to them, I promise you. And the horse names are pouring in. Yes, they're galloping in at the moment to us. We'll come back to it as well. My next guest is a freelance journalist and she has a very interesting piece in today's Irish Independent. You know, we've spoken on this show in the past to some of the gurus of cleaning hacks. You know, these things you can do to keep your house Prim and proper. Well Chrissy Russell has put it to the test and she joins me to tell us more. Hello, Chrissy. Hello, Jerry, how are you? I'm good. Thanks very much for taking our call again today. Now I know what TikTok is, but to begin our conversation, will you tell our listeners, what is clean talk?
7: So, oh, yes, I was new to this myself, but Clean Talk is this sort of subsection of TikTok. It's has something like 50 billion views, the hashtag Clean Talk. And it's all these different tips for how to clean your house. Um, and yes, there's, oh my God, there's everything in there from like throwing everything at it. So there's these kind of clean talkers who like to just buck a load of flash and Ajax down the toilet and just watch that froth up. And then there's other ones who are just absolutely heart set and using uh, a lemon and vinegar and baking soda to clean everything so there's a whole range of hacks on there for you
3: and it is hugely popular and when you mention those figures it's no word of a lie that some of the prominent ones in this whole area have really huge followings now you decided to put this to the test and the first thing is your poor husband he won't be able to shave for the remainder of the week at least
7: he hasn't noticed to be honest yeah so one of the top ones I thought I'd try out was that shaving foam it's supposed to leave your uh, bathroom mirrors all sparkly and then also they won't fog up once you're out of the shower so I went into this with gusto but I think maybe too much gusto because trying to like get the foam off the mirror took a day almost and it's up and then I buffed and I buffed and I buffed and it was still streaky and I just thought why am I doing this this is hell so that would have been one that I wasn't so keen on definitely
3: uh, but Chrissy think of the advantages look at all the exercise you are getting
7: well, that's it, yes. Hopefully, yes, I've burned off calories on my, my buffing, but I don't. I still don't know that it was worth it. But I am definitely, now I'm a convert now to the the uh, white vinegar. That does work on everything. Like, and it's funny, because some of them are ones that maybe your granny might have said, you know, would have mm. passed down to you, and they're kind of become cool again as people try to be, I guess, a little less wasteful and, and use things that are a bit more readily available for cleaning. But um, it's a rabbit hole. Oh, my goodness. Once you get stuck into it, you find yourself kind of going into more and more there's some weird ones like um, ketchup to try and uh, like clean up uh, you know like baking pans and things like that Mm. I have to say did not work Uh, Coca-Cola worked for some things did not work for others Um, but oh hairspray to get rid of pen on uh, on clothing now, that did kind of work, which I was a bit like, ooh, but it took a lot of effort.
3: OK. Now, there's the thing about the oven and, and, and the baking and the utensils. Of course, week on week, i see mine, it's in use years now, and it just builds up a healthy dark crust, which we clean, of course, but you never get to the bottom of it ever again. But Coke, here's the interesting thing. We always heard that if you put a dirty coin into Coca-Cola and leave it and take it out, it's sparkling as new.
7: Well indeed I know and a lot of TikTokers I think are quite vehement on oh if this is cleaning so well I can imagine what it's doing to your inside mm. about, because I'm a bit partial to the glass plastic ah, yes. myself aren't we all uh, <laughs> but um, no I don't know it's, I suppose and it's interesting because whilst there's clean talk so that's all the cleaning then there's also sort of hacks and organisation kind of clean talk section as well and that's where you get your presses all ordered where everything's in jars and like neatly Labeled and your fridge restock, where you get your fridge all. They're very into putting things into containers. I find that. Yeah. And, uh, I could see myself getting sucked into it and then starting to lose my mind a wee bit whenever everything wouldn't quite fit into the containers. <laughs> and, I, and I caught myself trying to buck things out and I was like, what am I doing? I've just bought this. Why am I trying to throw out something I've just bought? Because it won't fit into the sodding container. So yeah, you can lose the running yourself very easily on it.
3: Oh no, you, I, 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 and you do write so brilliantly about it that the stories thing is a big thing with these people. But I have to admit and they know it here, my late lunch listeners, I am a man for the knives and forks and spoons all in their separate compartments in the cutlery drawer. What about you?
7: Oh, a 100%. But Thank I mean, you. This is, next, this is next level of organisation. Uh, yes, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> This is a separate jar for your, your dried apricots and a dry, your, your raisins and everything. But I have to say, on the positive, to be honest, I do think it might stop me with food wastage because I did realise there were a load of things on the top shelf mm. at the back that had gone out of date that I had totally forgotten about. So now that I can actually see everything, I made like a little washing line and all for my uh, my packets of crisps, so they're a raised level up. Uh, so I don't know, maybe it will be life-changing.
3: <laughs> a crisp washing line, Well, there's a new one on me. I'll have to take a look at that. They wouldn't get time to go on the washing line in our house. But anyway, um, here's one I am curious about because I have a cream leather uh, settee and, and chairs as well that we bought years and years ago, but it's a real good one. And I use it quite a lot. And, you know, in the corner I sit in, I do a lot of reading there and papers and everything, and it gets, you know, a bit grubby. You did find a hack that worked to clean this leather.
7: Now, I've got one for leather because my chair's upstairs. A upholstery, was it? Yeah, it was upholstery for the sofa, so it's a material um, sofa. But on the leather one, I do have one for you. Have you? A a a magic eraser and a cloth. Now, again, you're going to have to go onto the internet and buy the magic eraser. As I find out, you have to do with a lot of hacks. There's some investment required quite a lot of time. But on the sofa, yeah, a dishwasher tablet in hot water, and then you get your cloth... And dip it in it and then you wrap kind of the cloth round a saucepan lid and you rub it over and over and over the sofa. And as mad as it seems, it really does work. It's brought it up an absolute treat.
3: There you go. So there, I'm sorted now. I can tackle this for sure. <laughs> you did mention a product, another product as well that you can buy. I'm trying to find it here. I saw it earlier on when I was oh, reading your piece. the pink stuff. The pink, stuff? The pink yes, stuff. Yes, the pink yeah. stuff. What's this about, Grizzy?
7: I'll be honest, Harry. Like, I do do wonder a wee bit with anything online how much of it's about helping you and how much of it is about actually just getting you to buy stuff because I tried the pink stuff and, yeah, look, it does. It works. I did it on the oven and, you know, it brought it up a treat. But uh, if I cast my memory back to the last time I cleaned my oven, which admittedly was a while ago, it came up just as well, and I think I only used like soap and water or something. So I did wonder a wee bit at some of these miracle products. Mm. You know exactly how you know must buy they actually are. But the one I think I loved the most was um, putting a wee bit of fabric conditioner into hot water, and then use now they say use a minky cloth, but I'd say any cloth would do fine. And you wipe down your you know your kitchen cupboards and your internal doors, and they come up lovely. All the scuff marks are gone from my doors, and it. Like you, so that was
3: I think that's my favorite one I've even got my mommy doing that one <laughs> I know when our oven is tackled and I have to say put my hands up I never do it but my wife does and it's periodically during the year all the windows are thrown open she's wearing a mask she's warned everybody to keep clear and this stuff goes into the oven for so long and then it all comes out and it is sparkling I have to say Chrissy, but I don't know what it's doing for the environment <laughs>
7: the other thing is then you don't want to use it. This is a problem now. For once our house is looking semi-decent and as soon as I have a space cleared or tidied up the children are flirting in dirt or they're trying to set things in the wrong place in the fridge and you're just like what if why did i bother why i can't keep it
3: like this but look at the end of the day you know when i was just thinking uh, working moms moms who are busy outside the house and of course the house generally women take the responsibility for the house as well you just couldn't keep up a regime like this could you
7: well, no, that's it. I mean, as much as they kind of say hacks as if they're supposed to be time-saving devices, I didn't feel like I saved any time. I felt I spent more time cleaning in the last week than I have done in ages. And I think maybe that's because I was tackling things that haven't, you know, been tackled, like cleaning doors and stuff like that. But I do think that right, the more videos you watch kind of fueling this, have you taken a, a knife and run it down the side of the, the, the cooker to get all the crumbs out, there's always something else to do. And, and it just piles up up and piles up and it can start to feel a bit overwhelming and when you've all these like perfect homes that you're looking at online you can start to feel a bit like oh god am i the only one you know not living in this shoe set and of course you're not you mean homes are meant to be lived in. they get dirty and you do what you can
3: as you say when you wind up your musings today at the end of the day your house is a home for living in not a set for social media Here, hear young woman hey man (laughs) I really like that conclusion but you know what you're touching so much and we've just skipped across it today but there's so much to take in there and uh, you've been great fun honestly and thank you so much always loved chatting to you
7: Thanks
3: for having me on. All the rest thanks. Not at all. Take care. That's Chrissy Russell there. You can read it today online or in paper format in the Irish Independent. It's a very, very interesting piece. And we've talked to these people, of course, we have over the years. Louise, I watched you in there actually shake your head, I, and I was going to say it when Chrissy was with us, and I said I'll just hold back a minute. When I said about putting the knives and the forks and the big spoons and the little spoons uh, all in their little compartments, mm. not your cup of tea. Mm, yeah. mm. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I do try, but for some reason I think I've about 100,000 forks and three knives. So the forks get spilled over into the knife section.
3: You see, that's why we're yin and yang on late lunch, that just sums the two of us up so it does. Doesn't it really the knives and forks thing in the in the compartments And as I said to you this morning,
6: you know, dust only gets to a certain level. But you'll never walk in in five years and there'll be four foot of dust no. On. no it only gets so why bother
3: that's right the spiders eat it and all, all those other little creatures as well they, uh, yeah they uh. they consume it you know what I mean so they do as well but don't worry about that spiders are lovely creatures late lunch FM <laughs> radio stay with us after the break What will it be this week? What is the two on Tuesday? David, thank you for your substantial comment uh, about poor Kieran's situation and almost being burned out of business. Respect in society, you say, is gone. I'm paraphrasing you here. No fear, no consequences. Uh, Laws have to be brought down to the younger age groups. I think from 13 to 15 in other countries, it's mandatory to do conscription because they install respect and discipline and good morals into younger people. This has to be stopped in Ireland. It's gone on for far too long. Look at the guardy ramming, as Parik mentioned, the burning of his printers. It's uh, it's just too much, says David. Uh, thank you indeed. And there are more comments along that vein. The horse names, Louise. Oh, they're flying into us here. I'm just looking at a selection of them here. Uh, Mina, hello to Mina Carnan and Kells. Why the long face? Isn't that a good mm-hmm. name? I like that, Mina. I really do. Um, this sh- is O. So- I I like that one. Very nice. Very nice. Tarzan, says somebody. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd be the first. (laughs) Tarzan. Yes, it's a name for us. I like it. Uh, Usain. After Usain Bolt. Isn't that a smart one? A fast horse there. Blazing beauty, says Marie McTiernan in Kilcock today because I'd hope it'd be a winner says Rosemary Levins in Port uh, my horse's name would be Not For Burgers says John Conland today <laughs> Not For Burgers like that one um, what is it there, there's more oh Baby Bell Baby Bell you know the cheese the cheese the baby bell yeah. cheese the name of a horse and those more keep them coming to us 086 1800 658 and you could be the winner of the 50 euro ticket in the screen GFC draw for a tractor 100,000 euro and a horse for a year is second prize of course now it's Tuesday late lunch round about this time we do this it's time for our two on Tuesday
1: two on Tuesday
3: Playing the songs
2: that just never quite made it to number one.
3: But we were so close. i am going to be number
0: one. We were so close. Two on Tuesday. Two, two,
3: Tuesday on your late lunch. Five star and rain or shine. Two weeks it was at number two in nineteen eighty six. Did you really learn all the words of that song?
6: Yeah. I was only what? About eight, or nine, so I just remember it getting <laughs> smash hits at the time. Yes. And you learned all the all the words of that. They they'd really they'd big massive shoulder pads and they had to bling, didn't they? Yes. Were kind of the English answer to the yes, Japanese, and five. they did all
3: the moves, you know what yeah. I mean? They had all the moves as well,
6: yeah. I remember see that. That? when we get a blaster,
3: <laughs> you were cool, and actually,
6: some of the words came back to me. It's amazing, did they playing it? yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: So, you like that song, I thought
6: it was a really cute song when you're that no. age, yeah.
3: So, here's the thing as we do each week, what kept that song off number one? Well, when I tell you that the song that did, oh, you have it now, as soon as it starts playing, haven't you? Because you see. This was the biggest selling single of the year. It was at number one for a number of weeks. And it is a great one too, isn't it? It really is. Yes, the number one that prevented five star, rain or shine, making it to top spot, was, of course, the Communards. And don't leave me this way. Don't you go anywhere. Stay with us. let me touch that song until that final uh, happened there. Anyway, the Communards were number one, the biggest selling single of the year. You were asking me, Louise, was uh, Alison Moyes' voice in the background there? Well, the Communards were Jimmy Somerville and Richard Cole's.
6: Oh, you I know, so sounded very like all Alice the annoying.
3: similarities for sure. Somebody's going to message us in and say something about Alison Moyer there. I'm sure they are. 086-1800-658. Anyway, that's my understanding of the Communard, Somerville and Coles. Uh, number one. And of course, keeping uh, five star rain or shine off mm-hmm. top spot. The horse names, and people just brilliant with the names they're coming up with. Uh, and let's reflect on a few of them that are coming into us here. I'd call it Hercules Horse, says Bernie, Bernie Sheehy and Navin. Hello, Bernie, this afternoon. Night Rider and Keelan and Cullen. Helen and Trim. Iverahain. Oh, the gale coming in there! Anne Woods, brilliant. Ducks in order. Have your ducks in order. I Sparkle did. and shine after all your cleaning dips today. <laughs> oh, Joan Martin, you're too clever for us. You really are. That's brilliant. I would call my horse McBride after Big Tom, says Joan R D. For cough would be my horse's <laughs> name.
6: I didn't think, but only be
3: that. because <laughs> he's a little horse. Horse <laughs> says Grandy and Dundock. I like that horse's name for Cough. F O R C O U G H, folks, please keep it clean, keep it country on Tuesday afternoon. I like that one, Grania. <laughs> My horse's name would be Gambler's Delights, as Kevin Dunn. The late flyer after the late lunch shows, says Jerry Carroll. Thank you, Jerry. Screen flyer. Oh, you're getting near to the club there with that one, aren't they? They really are. And somebody else suggests. The late lunch I like that horse name I really like that horse name Louise it's a winner isn't it surely it's a winner anyway give them I the like Harry Hare
6: us. what Harry Hare
3: Harry Hare Denise
6: Farrell sent it in that's lovely
3: Harry there's Hare a, there's a bit of a ring to that isn't mm. there Oh, you're in the running, you're in the running, you're all in the running for the 50 today. We don't know who we're going to pick, but we will pick somebody before the, the end of the running. show. Oh, they're still running. <laughs> My horse will be running forever, there's no doubt about that. I couldn't pick a winner if it bit me in the nose. Late launch LMFM Radio.
6: By the way, just, did you think, which did you think was number one there? You?
3: Um, I think the Communard's a brilliant mm. song. It's a brilliant song and no wonder it was the biggest selling. Yeah. Uh, would you say Rain or Shine was due uh, st- st-
6: I think it, uh, that I didn't get number one was a travesty for everybody under 10. <laughs> but the Communards, no, definitely Sorry number to one. all
3: the, number, uh, the under 10s back then, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, Communards ruled the roost. We'll bring you another two on Tuesday next week, please, God. But up next, young Maeve Curran is joining us. She's a brilliant girl. She's a teenager from County Meath, and she's talking to me about living with autism. At second level school, my next guest on Late Lunch today attends Dunshockland Community College Fine School, and she's part of the Youth Advisory Panel with the Ombudsman for Children, and she's helped organise the Beyond Limit events. One took place in Sligo at the weekend, and there's another to happen in Limerick in mid-October, the fifteenth of October. And I'm delighted to have her with me on Late Lunch, Maeve Curran. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you today?
8: I'm good, thank you.
3: Are you finished school for the afternoon? Um
8: no, I'm just getting uh, ten minutes
3: out of class. Oh listen, I'll I'll keep you for longer. <laughs> and you can tell the maid that you're talking to Jerry Kelly on LMFM radio. It's great to have you with us. Tell us about the, the weekend in Sligo. How did it go and what was it about?
8: It was good, yeah. Um, The event was for children with disabilities and I myself have autism and I was speaking at the event. I also performed as well.
3: And what did you perform?
8: Um, A Million Dreams from The Greatest Showman.
3: Ah, you're my kind of girl. I love that song. Mm -hmm. It's terrific and I believe you can belt it out too. So this was uh, in planning for some time and brought people together from all over the country to talk about your different situations and show the talents, showcase the talents you all have, yes?
8: Yeah, we've been planning from about January till now.
3: Mm. And how does this work with school? Is it outside of school hours that you're involved with the Ombudsman for Children?
8: Yeah, we... It, every couple of weeks or so, we'll have, about a, we'll have a Zoom at about around itch, 6 o'clock-ish. Right. It'll be about 45 minutes long.
3: OK. Now, your particular uh, situation is you have autism and you're in a mainstream secondary school there. What is that like? What, what challenges does that present to you?
8: Well, every person's autism is different, but for mine, I have um, trouble with uh, crowded places, and loud noises, which makes it school hell, basically mm. sometimes. But um, I, 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 I don't face that much of a trouble. But now that we've come back from lockdown, and now that all the regulations have gone, and people can kind of be closer to each other than they, and you know, converse freely, I guess uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot worse recently.
3: So lockdown for you and not having to deal with big crowds or noise, and you're right, oh my word, secondary school's your luck. It's just all of that, especially between classes and before and after school, of course. So in a way, uh, it, it, you were more comfortable, were you?
8: I was, yeah. And, um, well, I've obviously found online school quite different and it was a bit challenging. I quite liked the way it ran. Sort of. Hmm.
3: So... Being back and dealing with this, how do you cope with it? Is it unavoidable or have you learned coping mechanisms?
8: Um, Well, I'm involved in a number of things at school. I'm involved on the student council and I'm also on the under-19s basketball team. So we'll have meetings every now and then so I can kind of escape noise for a little bit and just focus on whatever we're talking about. But recently I've also been allowed to go into our well-being room for lunchtime with a couple of my friends. And that's kind of really taken, really taken kind of the stress of it down a lot.
3: Mm, a well-being room that's terrific That the, it, it's a, a little oasis you can head to and it's much calmer and, and quieter there it's great to hear that the school is providing that for you and others as well but I suppose going in in the mornings do you wait late to go in or you know leaving in the afternoon when there's a rush out of the place and I can I can picture the noise in my mind's eye here how do you cope with that aspect of the day those two ends beginning and end mm
8: uh i get in quite early cuz we used to we used to take the bus so that kind of picks people up quite early so we're always trying to rush and catch that so we've just kind of got in to you know, get up at 7 and then get ready the end of the day isn't too bad mm. but yeah sometimes it's really really noisy and just pushing through people just to get to my locker is
3: Yes, yes. So you can plot your way in the morning. It's not so easy when you're breaking up at the end of the day. And when you find yourself, Maeve, in that situation and obviously, is there an anxiety? How how do you feel?
8: Uh, There is definitely anxiety. Yeah, I feel tightness in my chest. My my breathing kind of quickens and I try to calm down with deep breaths, but the anxiety is still there.
3: (laughs) Mm. So it's always a challenge And it's a matter of Trying to cope with it
8: yeah. yeah So I have I have coping mechanisms Like I I calm down I try and find Somewhere quiet And then I just relax And then I'm all right to just go back out there.
3: Yeah. So it's when you're in the moment or the moments, and how long can this go on for, that it is really stressful and you have to pull on those uh, coping mechanisms, as you say. And then you revert to normal then after that, or does it take a little time?
8: Um, I kind of go back to normal, yeah.
3: Mm. So for you, the quiet life is best? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what what year, may I ask you, are you in in, in uh, school there? I'm in fifth year. Oh, good on you. So uh, are you doing transition um, or, or what's your plans beyond this? Oh,
8: uh, well, I'll take it. I've just done, I've just finished up with transition. You're done, I see. Great.
3: Okay, so transition's over. You're in fifth now and it's full steam ahead then into next year for the Leaving Cert. Good on you. And what would you, you know, what, what what are your hopes and dreams and aspirations? Have you turned your thoughts to that already? What you'd like to do beyond school? Would you like to go to university? Would you like to go into work? What?
8: Um, I would like to go into university, but I'm not sure what. I do like business quite a lot, so I'm thinking something like that, but... Um, I'm also taking LCVP right now. It's an additional eight subject, and that kind of prepares you for the world of work and all. Yes. So that's kind of we've had. A, we were just yesterday doing an insight on our careers, and that's kind of. I
3: think that will be helpful for me. <laughs> yeah, so you're 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 open. You're open to various options. You haven't made a decision yet, and that's good. And most people, you know, uh, haven't. It, it, lucky those I often say who have a, a direct path in life and know what they want to do. But for the majority, as you know, it is about you know trying to find something that you love and that you will love to work at uh, uh, during your life. Maybe move from one thing to a, to another as well. How did you find you know coming together with Others in Sligo uh, last week and listening to their uh, stories.
8: It was nice. Yeah, we hadn't. It had, as I said before, it's all been on Zoom, so it, we'd only meet. We'd only met up once in the ombudsman office back in July, but mm. so it was nice to see you know, everyone together and hear everyone's stories up on stage. It was lovely.
3: Yeah, so that, that connection with people that you knew as the Zoom the Zoom crew became reality and sure isn't that lovely to be able to meet up and, and get together. Are you involved in the Limerick one as well?
8: Yeah, I'll be back down there next week.
3: Oh, very good. Uh, and will that'll involve a different group of people from another part of the country?
8: Um, well, there's, it'll still be the same people on the yacht panel, but I think yes. we're going to have um, maybe a couple of different speakers, yes, and a different host.
3: Yeah, I understand. I understand as well. What What do you make of of this uh, advisory panel uh, with the ombudsman for children? Do you feel that you really have a voice that you can express what you wish?
8: I do. Yeah, I really do. And working with the uh, kind of the ombudsman, it's a government's body, so it's kind of um, close to government and. Well,
3: Mm. Good, good Good on you, good on you and and well done to you for becoming involved as well and we have to credit the school we better give them a shout out again to Shockland Community College they're great people there Yeah. Oh they are, they are, I know they are and they, they do their best uh, to help everybody uh, and everybody who attends the school there as well Well listen, there's no bother to you talking and putting your case across and you're, you're well versed in what you're involved in too Congratulations to you and well done on being on the panel and organising these special events in Sligo and Limerick and I wish you well for the remainder of this year and into your leaving cert and beyond Thank you for joining me on the show Maeve Thank you. You're going to have to go back to class now. You realise that? Yeah, it's not um, so bad. Well, 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 you've had a little break. But look, as I say goodbye to you, I want to, just for you, play this one. It's Pink and a Million Dreams. Thank you, Maeve. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I close my eyes
5: They can say I've lost my mind I don't care, I don't care if they call me crazy We can live in a world that we desire
3: The names of your horses. God, you're mad for this ticket. I wouldn't blame you. You could win the hundred thousand, the tractor or the racehorse for a year. Uh, before we mention the horse names, another accident, Louise, on the Mullen Road Junction onto the Bridge of Peace. That's oh. not far from where we sit here. I say it again. You go the long
6: way in afterwards. Yes,
3: one. it is the worst junction in the world. Whoever built that road initially as well, off a bridge onto a bend, People who are not from this neck of the woods wouldn't understand it. It is brutal. There is an accident, isn't there? At least once a week. Yeah. Maybe even more It's always
6: frequently. around this time as well, isn't By it? By
3: God, doesn't somebody just put their brains, is there any brains or planning or uh, foresight or vision for that junction to try and sort? It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but there has to be a solution to it. Anyway, thank you for telling us. If you're in the vicinity, Radmullin Road, Bridge of Peace area of Drihedaha, keep away from it at the moment. Full of energy. I like that horse name, Caroline Burke. Caroline's always full of energy. Anyway, I would call my horse Keep Going, Jerry, because your show's always going in our house. Ah, love you to bits for that one. I certainly do. I like that one, Keep Going. Keep Going, isn't it? Uh, my horse would be called My Lovely Gigi. Careful with the pronunciation, Jerry. I got that one spot on, didn't I? Some of them I haven't for the last couple of days. Pandemic. Hmm? Not bad at all, Moonshine Molly. Now, does not a ring to it? Mm. It has. I like that one. Oh, I do like that. What a beautiful young lady, Jerry and uh, Mavis. Wish her the very best. She was lovely, wasn't she? Really is, and smart young woman and well switched on. Anyway, tell them the story of your faux pas at the football last evening. <laughs> tell them about your faux pas at the football. Go on, tell the truth and shame the devil. I wasn't
6: the only one. Can I just say that? Well, that was cheering for You're the, wrong the team.
3: only one I know. Tell them what you did. You were what? I was cheering for the wrong team. Her son was playing for the Feckins <laughs> against the O'Rahalys. And Louise was that busy looking at her phone, chatting to oh, other people. That's I was called
6: looking at my phone. That's why, my she phone called,
3: that's why she called the horse Pinocchio. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she didn't. Was there a goal or a point? What happened?
6: The O'Rahalys... Are the same colours as the Terman Fekin. Yes, we know
3: that, green and white. So, light.
6: somebody had to change yes. jerseys. So, okay. the were wore a blue jersey. Yeah. And I didn't know this. The and O'Reilly's. I was lined up on the pitch <laughs> and I was watching the match uh, for the first <laughs> while. And Terman Fekin scored a goal, or so I thought
3: the green and white team so, scored a goal
6: luckily I'm a lady and I'm very demure no you <laughs> were cheering went, Yay, you were cheering berries. like mad yeah I didn't yeah I didn't actually and the
3: people from the village and it's hinterland so looked. You're, you're at you're cheering the wrong team who are you cheering here who are you cheering here I and was cheering the O'Ratheleys
6: because I didn't know that Termin Feckin had.
3: had changed yeah
6: but funny enough I was trying to spot my son and and you know I was going <laughs> I don't recognise any of these lads and I thought I'm going to have to get spec <laughs> I go another one <laughs> But I just thought. Did you um, not see
3: your son in the blue?
6: He's very far away. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you
3: what. You're a real bullshit. I, but have to I say just you're
6: think that you know. I just think it's very confusing <laughs> for like to me. So it must be very confusing for the lads on the pitch that have to. You know play against a team that are wearing the same it, it, colours it, well let me so tell you I folks so I think they should get at least a free kick or at least something free for an advantage
3: it's sport Louise but not as we know it not as we know it not as we know it it's sport Louise not as we know it do you
7: not know no, think that though no well let me yeah. just
3: go to the end of the story to make a long story short folks the Feckins won in their <laughs> blue jersey so my suggestion is they wear blue in the final whoever they're playing that's my suggestion today but years ago I Have I time after. to tell this one Have I a minute to tell this one Years yeah? and years ago Drawery United Ender Hughes He may be listening to us today In Brookville uh, Say hello to him He used to print The Drawery United programme I used to pick it up off him. Years ago It'd be last minute Lulu But we'd be up and have it For the match and sell it But Ender then would come up To the game But he'd always be 10 minutes late Coming in And like you One night he arrived in Into the stand And the team in Clarendon Blue Scored And Ender jumped out of the seat Cheering like mad for <laughs> cove ramblers <laughs> <laughs> and everyone looked at him and thought and uh, have you lost but he didn't realise either because Drogheda swapped the strip I bet it's
6: a common mistake on I, the sideline I'd say it can happen yeah I'd
3: say it can happen but imagine not knowing your son and the jersey he's wearing and the team he's playing for that's one I have to think about
6: <laughs> I do when they're wearing the green and white <laughs> it just threw me
3: should have gone to Specsavers. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'm staying at home next week uh, no don't don't <laughs> you go
3: on the blue jerseys <laughs> under the wind coming up after three on late lunch we're going to hear about more about that screen tractor draw and of course I have more about my artist of the week Rihanna. new sport and weather on the way we just love all the horse names coming to us. And I have a 50 euro ticket to give away for Screen GFC's big draw. It's happening this Saturday, the 8th of October. We're going to hear a bit more about it in a wee while on the show. John Deere Tractor or 100,000 euro in cash. First prize, second prize. The ownership of a Gavin Crummel trained racehorse for a season. 50 euros gets you a ticket. ie to arrange your ticket today. If you're not in, you can't win. There's loads of names and we love so many of them. But I think, Louise, I have to give it this one today because somebody is really clever here. They've been listening to us this afternoon and they want to call their horse Fickin' Blues after your football faux pas.
6: So I'm picking... Could happen to anybody. It could happen to anybody. It
3: could (laughs) happen and it has happened to loads of people, but it just happened to happen to you last night. Anyway, (laughs) and we talked about it on the radio Lisa Cudden from Clowhead, well done to you. You're the winner today of the ticket and good luck to you. I hope you have ultimate success. We'll have another ticket tomorrow, Thursday and Friday to give away on the show. And we're talking about it in a few moments on Late Lunch. But before all that, it's time for this on your Late Lunch. (laughs) The Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. Yes, Rihanna is my Artist of the Week. And having signed, as I mentioned yesterday, to finish off her and my wee story about her on Monday, she signed a six-album deal. And she was really young when she did, but they spotted the talent. And, of course, then the expectations rose ahead of the release of her first single and album, adopting her middle name as her stage name, Rihanna, her debut single, Ponder de Replay, made the top five in 15 countries, making number two in the UK and USA. The album followed. It was called Music of the Sun and it was equally successful when released in 2005, making... 2 million in sales in a very short space of time. There was no stopping her now as she set to work immediately on a second LP which she called A Girl Like Me. It came out in the spring of 2006 with its lead single S.O.S. becoming our first number one in the U.S.A. It would be, however, her third album called Good Girl Gone Bad that would propel Rihanna into the music stratosphere in 2007 at the tender age of 19 as virtually every track on the album was considered flawless and most becoming hits in their own right. Today, from our sixth studio album, Talk That Talk, released in 2011, a massive number one hit in the UK, USA and across the world. Yes, my artist of the week, Rihanna, on your late lunch this afternoon. I'm laughing here, folks, because our Marco Driscoll has just stuck his head into the studio of Newsroom fame and has told me that in Navin, Louise, they sing that, a parody of that song. Do you know what they sing? Did you hear them? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We fell in love in Dean Cogan Place. I think that's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and people just brilliant. Mark, you're a star. Appreciate that. Love those little vignettes. We must get Rihanna and give her a shout and ask her when she re- recorded or re-recorded for the people in Navin with Dean Cogan she have the accent. Oh, listen, that woman can do anything with accents. (laughs) She's from Barbados. She can do anything she wants with accents. Anyway, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I love it. And we'll bring you more from and about Rihanna roundabout this time on Late Lunch tomorrow afternoon. Final break of the day. So what's it all about? This screen GFC big draw coming up the weekend. A tractor as first prize? A horse could be yours too. Stay with us in Late Lunch. You do know Novia Withers, says since yesterday and for the rest of the week, we will be giving away a ticket each day to the big screen GFC draw. Winner gets a John Deere tractor or €100,000 in cash. Second prize, fantastic prize. Ownership of a Gavin Crummel-trained racehorse for a season. And you've been great, our listeners, sending us in your horse names if you did happen to own a racehorse. Joining me to tell me more is Christy O'Connor. He's from the club and he's chair of the draw committee. Hello, Christy. Hi Jerry. great to talk to you. And you too. Well, this is a different concept, isn't it? Because we had the win a house and all that type of thing and different variations. Who came up with the idea of the tractor?
2: Well, credit for that has to go to our chairman, uh, Johnny Burke. Um, Johnny saw, I suppose, different draws happening and thought a tractor might hit the spot. And in fairness, We have to mention, I suppose, our uh, club over in uh, Philipstown, St. Kevin's over in Loud, who gave us a lot of feedback on their successful draw for a tractor last year. So Johnny saw this and decided, well, you know, we have a program of things we need to raise funds for. Let's go large for it. And we said we'd go for the tractor as well. And then we held a very successful draw three or four years ago where we had a, a racehorse with Gavin as the first prize.
5: Mm. So
2: again, we kind of said, well, actually, that could be a good second prize in in this case. And then the name just grew to be the Horsepower Draw. Um, yeah, and we launched back in April, and, and here we are, just a few days away from the draw. So it's 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 going
3: really well, Jerry. So you're, you're are you on target? You know, to deliver uh, much needed funds for the club.
2: Yeah, so, like, we need a big week this week. Mm. Um, So, you know, appealing to everybody who has tickets to get them out to us and and for people to go online and purchase tickets. But we are right on track, and uh, it's going to be amazing now on Saturday night when we can reveal the final total and show how successful we've been so we're on track but a big few days to come Jerry.
3: Well I I have to say for 50 euro to win the top prize you know the tractor is a huge prize and I'm sure if somebody wins it in the the agriculture sector they'll be only too delighted to pick it up or the alternative 100,000 euro for 50 and of course then the joy that second prize is a great prize you know to own a racehorse for a year and all that goes with that as well would just be so special and uh, I can imagine the feeling for whoever's names come out to win those wonderful prizes uh, regarding the club itself you are uh, one of the uh, let me say GA royalty in the royal county you're second only to Navan O'Mahony's in the number of senior titles you won uh, you've had a man on every single mead team that's won an all Ireland senior title and you've never been relegated
2: That's right. We're we're the oldest uh, senior club in in the county. So definitely, I suppose, we, we have a lot of history there. And I suppose that record you mentioned extended further this year, where we had two ladies yes. on the, the panel with, in Ciara Smith yes. and Amy O'Dowd so we're, we're stretching into the ladies' side as well so but we're a small club Jerry. Um, you know we're a small rural parish just about 700 houses so you know but we've had a great effort from all of our members and the community backing this straw and it's just been fantastic I mean Yes, it's going to give us a great, uh, you know, treasure chest to hit a number of projects. But the lift it has given the club as well in terms of the positivity, you know, it's amazing when everybody pulling together in the same direction, anything can be done. And for us to be, you know, for a small club of our size to be, you know, selling 7,000 tickets to a draw... You know, it's just amazing and, mm. and we have great, great support and, you know, I'm very proud to be leading the draw, given the way people have stood up and counted for it, you know.
3: Yeah, and it takes money to run a club, no matter what size of club you are. As you say, you're a tight bunch, but it takes money to keep the show on the road with all your teams and all the uh, things that go along with that and supporting them as well. So this will come in handy. Anything of an infrastructure way you plan doing or, you know, pitch wise or clubhouse?
2: Yeah, so we've a, we've a fairly long list we want to tackle, but probably the three primary things we want to do um, is, a, like a lot of other clubs have done, is put a walkway around our pitch. And that's really thinking of our community as well, Jerry, because, you know, it's a beautiful place to come and park your car and walk around the pitch. And we just want to make that safer for, for anybody who wants to do that. And I suppose thinking specifically of maybe of the older generation who can come and do that safely Again, we want to, I suppose, you know, uh, extend and, I suppose, level out our car park. Again, make that safe for the amount of people that are coming. And thirdly, you're right with the amount of, I suppose, you know, young people we have playing now, both boys and girls. You know, a lot of our age groups have two teams and we do need to create, I suppose, more space for training and for playing. So we will be putting a chunk of money into into our training facilities just worth mentioning, Jerry. We, we decided at the start that we kind of, you know, pay this forward. Um, so we've three charities as well that we would be, be donating a chunk of what we'll make on the draw. And they are Jigsaw, Laura Lynn and the Injured Jockeys Fund. So so we'll be looking forward to, you know, getting the draw over and then reaching out to those three charities and giving them a chunk of what we've made as well. So uh, looking forward to that as well, So as well as looking after ourselves, trying to pay it forward a little bit as well, Jerry.
3: Well done to you. That's a, a really good, really, really nice touch as well. And those three charities—Jigsaw, Laurel, Lynn, and our Injured Jockeys Fund—are worthy causes indeed. So when you're buying a ticket, folks, you're also supporting those charities as well as the club. 2010 is the last time you won it. Summer Hill, your nemesis, knocked you out this year. Come on, come on, screen. Yeah, and look at you
2: know there's a saying that I suppose you know uh, a rising tide lifts a lot of boats. Um, while we don't have the men in, in a final this year we do have our ladies in the in- intermediate final on Sunday Good. so that's where our attention will be on Sunday and then the following Sunday our second ladies team are in their final as well so just not in the final at the moment with, with the men's side but you know we have a great bunch of, of young lads coming along um, and we look forward as opposed to being a, a senior club on both men's and ladies' side hopefully from next week forward.
3: Well done to you. ScreenGFC.ie. That's S K R Y N E GFC.ie for your tickets. They're 50 quid, they're a snip at the price. The prizes are great, and you're helping more than the football club, the charities as well. We'll be banging away about it for the rest of the week, giving away tickets. Thank you for joining me, Christy, and good luck to everybody in the draw at the weekend.
2: Thanks, Jerry, and look, I really appreciate your support and the support of LMSM team there. And look, because we just kind of say again, thanks to St. Kevin's for giving us the steer on this. Really big thanks to Meat Farm Machinery and Galville-Cromwell Racing, our two main sponsors in it. You know, all the businesses and sponsors are too too numerous to mention that have helped us along the way, but we really appreciate it and we look forward to Saturday night. So yeah, Saturday night, uh, the 8th, 9.30 in Foxes. we'll be streaming it live on Facebook for anybody that can't join us, so You know, if you're not in, folks, you can't win. Um, You know, thanks to everybody that has supported us so far.
3: Great stuff, Christy. Lovely to talk to you. Wish you well again. Take care. Thanks, Jerry. Bye-bye. Chris O'Connor there, Chair of the Draw Committee at Screen. Tomorrow on Late Lunch, Dr. Kate McCann, our doc, is joining us and she's focusing on mental health tomorrow. Patrick Smith is here, the new Mead Crime Prevention Officer and Joe Duke, she's a listener, a regular listener, in LA, is with us on the show. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. See you for midweek, Late Lunch, Wednesday at 1.30. Bye.
2: LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you or book a new showroom appointment on 87 660
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.